Welcome back, everybody. It's Taco Tuesday! I'm Alex Padilla. I'm Alex Regla. Yo, welcome back, everybody. This is Taco Tuesday coming at you on Monday. We should be rebranded to Taco Monday sometimes. Alex Padilla, Alex Regla with you guys. Alex, how you doing today on this rainy Southern California Monday? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing pretty good. Listen, last week we came out here and I think there was probably like this sense of excitement from us too. Simply because this team has started to try. And we sit here a week later and the the Lakers have continued to look like they're trying, but oh and two since we last talked to everybody. And you know, the the quality of opponent is not going to get any easier. So They lost to the Sixers. LeBron sat that game out. They lost to the Pelicans, and they blew a 23-point lead. Not exactly optimistic. They still have not won back-to-back games since January 4th and 7th. It has been a pretty brutal stretch since then. Just your overall thoughts of what you're seeing, what you're looking at, looking ahead, everything to do. What's your overall sense of the Lakers as we speak right now? Yeah, like in those two games uh, since we last talked, like the Sixers game didn't really upset me too much. Like like you said, they were out with LeBron. Um, They were pretty shorthanded, and they still like fought for most of that game, and they were pretty close. And Philadelphia was fully healthy, and beat and Harden played. So like that game, honestly, like I thought they played well. Like I'm not no complaints there. But uh, yesterday, um, that was a game they had to have, and that was a game they were up, like you said, up twenty in. 20 plus and I already saw the think pieces coming too, dude. The Lakers make a statement by slamming the Pelicans. You know, you could already see it coming. You know, you got a 23 point lead. They're playing well. LeBron scoring out of his mind. This, you could see the pieces coming the next day. Right. And you know what? It would have been like, at least they were backing up that talk that, cause a few of those guys were talking about how that game was a must win or they viewed it as a must win, or it was basically one of the games they really had to try to win. And uh, so if they could have backed that up like they did yesterday, they're playing well, they're kind of blowing them out. Like, okay, maybe if this team has something to play for, uh, they could show us something we haven't seen all year, but uh, they found a way to blow it. Yeah, I think post-game, LeBron said the word continuity, and that's really what the Lakers don't have. They don't have any sort of continuity in lineups, in performance, in effort, in talent. I would say, you know, as excited as we were a week ago that they put four, three or four games together. And now you could say, you know, five or six straight games together where they've looked like a competent basketball team. The end of the day, they're just not that talented as a roster. And I know that there's like Laker fans out there that are like, what are you talking about? You got LeBron, you got Russ. It's like, what I mean by that is actually, Alex, we had, um, on my on my San Diego show, we had Anthony on the show today, and uh, one of the guys that I work with is adamant that LeBron's Cavalier team he took to the finals was the worst roster he's ever played with. And it's like, have you seen this one? Have you taken a look at this roster? Just look at the little roster. You talk about a guy Wenyan Gabriel who wasn't on a team three weeks ago. You look at a guy in Stanley Johnson who wasn't on a team in January. DJ Augustine who was in China. And he might, I don't know where he was, but he no, might be. He, he, he was playing this year, but he got cut. 
he might be the team's best backcourt shooter, and he wasn't on the team a few weeks ago. Guys like Trevor Ariza, who are old, Bazemore, who nobody wants, Wayne Ellington, who doesn't play. Like, this is a – from a talent perspective, this is a very bad roster. Yeah, like, when we take away just, like, ignoring names, right? They have names. It's just those names aren't the same players they once were. Like, if you right. see Dwight Howard, Trevor Ariza, Westbrook, LeBron, like, obviously, those are names. Like, but in terms of where they are currently in their career – and more importantly, how they all fit, like, like Stanley Johnson, uh, Wenyan Gabriel, Austin Reeves, these guys are just more playable. They can play. But to your point, like that, they're not the type caliber of players you need if you're going to be a title contender like right. that. That's just not going to get it done. Right. I mean, I think that's kind of my point is, you know, we are happy with the little things. And I think that's kind of blinding us to the overall picture that this team isn't all that great because it's we watch them night in, night out, and we think that their improvements are, are significant improvements, which for them it is. But in the grand scheme of things, this is the Lakers. And this season, and I would say probably since they got LeBron, their mentality has been championship or bust. We weren't, we're, this team isn't happy with making the playoffs. They might be now, but going into the season, that was never the – that was never the goal that was never even talked about. It was championship or bust. I mean, I believe they had the second or first best odds in the Western conference to make the final. So um, things change quickly. And and now realization is here. There's what nine games, eight games remaining. And is it eight? One, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. Eight. And they don't have any room for mistakes. And what I mean by mistakes is every loss will matter. Every single loss will matter. They are only one game above the San Antonio Spurs. And (laughs) I don't know, man. When you look at that schedule and you look at the injuries that they now have, uh, I guess we should bring that up, right, Alex? Uh, Mm -hmm. LeBron James now doubtful for the Lakers tomorrow versus the Dallas Mavericks after spraining his ankle against the Pelicans on Sunday. After the game, he said his – ankle was a wreck it was it was he has no idea how he finished the game so lebron not playing tomorrow against the dallas mavericks you can and i know that they put up a fight against the sixers but i mean expectations are they lose that game uh yeah that that's a blow like um obviously at this stage you can't afford any injuries like Stu lance uh, a lot of times he like if like fans of the show or fans watch the spectrum telecast if the Lakers are down like five with the minutes to go, he says they have to play a clean game the rest of the way. He says it all the time. Uh, the Lakers have to do that the rest of the way for the entire season at this point. And that includes injuries. They can't afford any other injuries, especially to LeBron. So that's a big blow. And even if LeBron was there, that was going to be a tough game. So like you said, even if they show fight at this point, we're kind of past moral victories and all that stuff. So oh, totally yeah. out the window. No more excitement about playing good no more excitement about putting up a defensive effort this is all about results if if the ultimate goal and if you are alex i'll ask you this too if you are one of the people and if you're listening that think that the lakers still have a chance if they get ad back to make some noise in the playoffs then you better realize that they may not make the playoffs unless they win these games like so i don't know if you're one of those guys alex that thinks that this team can still do something in the playoffs especially i don't see it but some people do I mean, dude, they haven't won back-to-back games since January 7th, and now they have to win back-to-back games in the playing tournament just to get into the playoffs. 
it's a good point. <laughs> like they have to do that just to get into the playoffs. And if they get into the playoffs, their reward is what the uh, Phoenix Suns. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's, that's a tough, tough or, series for them. So or Memphis, right. It's probably one of the two. Yeah. So either way, and then Memphis is giving them issues this year too. So uh, yeah. Um, no, it's I the, think it's, it's the just one how you they're not going to be the, they're not going to be the seven or eight. Right. I'm just, I'm trying to just remember how this works. Yeah, no, no, they'll, they'll be the eighth seed. They'll, they would play. They would play Phoenix, for most Phoenix. likely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Excuse me. Yeah, because there's no way they're going to be the eight or seven seed, and the winner of that game will be the winner of the. Will probably play the Grizzlies. So, yeah, I mean, your reward is to play the Suns, and then the matchup last year, everybody's like, "Well, they were up two to one, and then AD got hurt." But it's like, it's not the same team, man. It's not the same team that we have. To, to your point, though, like maybe we're we've gotten too confident or kind of like just assuming they're just going to make the play in. But like before we were on here, we were looking at the standings and the Spurs have are right on their heels. They're a mm-hmm. game back. They've won three in a row. They play tonight. If you're listening, they haven't tipped off yet, but I don't what, depending on what time you're listening, they play the Rockets as, as we record. So Rockets are the worst team in basketball. Spurs have a light schedule, an easy schedule the rest of the way. The Lakers, I, I have to double check this, but I think have lost the season series to the Spurs too. So if they don't have that tiebreaker, that's another thing out the window. They lost the tiebreaker to the Pelicans yesterday and that loss, which also hurts. So they just have to um, just officially just have a better record than them at the end of the year to, to make it. They're two and two against the Spurs okay. so far. Okay. Yeah, they don't play each other anymore, but they're two and two. Here's the, well, I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tie everything we're talking about. I'm mixing it together because it all mixes together. Uh, the injury report today came out. LeBron is doubtful for the Mavericks game, which is tomorrow at 430 uh, in Dallas. Uh, the good news, Anthony Davis went through a full practice for the first time since his injury, but he's still listed as doubtful versus the Mavericks tomorrow as well. They want to see how his body responds after going through the full practice today. So, if you're one of those guys that believes in Anthony Davis, that he's the difference in this in this team, it looks as though he will make a return at some point in the next eight games. That's huge. Like, that's what we've been waiting for. We, we've All the fans have been waiting for, to see AD back with the team. And um, if he can at least get, like, five games under his belt or so, that'd be great. I, I do – like caution fans that like he, just because he's going to be back, he's it's probably going to take him some time to get back in game shape or just looking like the AD that we need him to look like. So uh, just him being back, is it going to be enough? But at least that's a major, major help. Right. And then, you know, to play positive, which I never do uh, the, in this last six game stretch that the Lakers have looked decent in, they have looked pretty awful defensively. And Anthony Davis is their best and most important player on defense. So if they can somehow continue, because the Lakers have been putting up points up until last night, um, you know, they were putting up like 120 almost every game. So yeah, if you want to play optimist there and play Anthony Davis is going to help not hurt on the defensive end. And clearly they have lots of issues on the defensive end. Absolutely. I think the offense has been uh, really encouraging for a, a while now. I think it's been trending upward. Um, and AD is not going to like necessarily hurt that if anything, he might help that. And like you said, on the defensive end, that's good where they, that's where they've missed him the most that and rebounding because the team has just been so small and just having another big out there. Who's a capable big and 
of his caliber, that's going to be huge. And uh, I think maybe if he's back in time and they can kind of all be healthy, they at least can look coherent going into the play-in games if, if they're there. So if you're like looking for optimism, it, it's, it's in that and AD coming back. I would love to see at some point, and I don't know if we'll see it because I don't know the severity of LeBron James' ankle injury on mounted on top of the knee injury that he sustained this year, mounted on top of the fact that he's played a bajillion NBA minutes on the top that he's 37 years old. I don't know if we'll ever get to see a run at all of LeBron, Russ, and AD. Like, I feel like we had it at May, what was the total number? Like 15 games played total, maybe 16. I forgot the official number, but it's not a lot. And now there's only eight games left. So I don't know if we'll actually ever see it a full 100% the rest of the way. Um, my point being is the Lakers have a large uphill battle these next eight games. And I think that fans need to realize that that is a real, I would say if I was a betting man, if I was a betting man, I would bet on the Spurs making it over the Lakers as the 10 seed. Wow. And well, why is that? Why do you, why do you, are, are you, why are you completely out at this point? Um, well, first of all, the Lakers schedule is absolutely brutal. They play s- seven of their eight games is against playoff teams. I mean, that's, that's just simple as that. And they're all in the Western conference. They're at Dallas at Utah. Sorry, Charles Barkley, two back-to-back TNT games. I know he didn't want them on TNT anymore, but you get two <laughs> of them back-to-back then versus new Orleans, which is a huge game on Friday. And it's a back-to-back this week. So Thursday, Friday, back-to-back and Sunday versus Denver. Uh, at Phoenix, at Golden State versus the Thunder and finish off at Denver. That is a tough-ass schedule, man. I understand the Warriors have been struggling. I understand the Warriors don't have Steph Curry, blah, 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 right? But still, this is you're playing seven playoff teams at the moment. The Spurs are not. The Spurs, they play Houston tonight, Portland twice, and then they have a similar schedule with Memphis, Denver, Minnesota, Golden State, and Dallas. But still... If I'm looking at the schedule, I give the the Spurs three wins. Just looking at it, like, automatic. If I'm looking at the Lakers' schedule, how many wins do you give them of those eight? Can you even even pencil them in for a win against the Thunder? (laughs) Given what they've done this year, yeah, you can't just do that, right? Right. And, uh, yeah, I think if – if you're the Lakers, you're hoping that when it comes to those games against Golden State, against Phoenix and the other uh, playoff teams, you're hoping at that point they're resting guys because if they're not resting guys and they're just trying to get some extra momentum going to the playoffs and you're in trouble, obviously mm-hmm. like the, what you laid out, it, the odds are in the Spurs favor, right? Mm-hmm. So if you're the Lakers, you just kind of hope you catch a little bit of fire and guys are rested on the other side and, Maybe I don't think the Spurs it. will be dealing with any sort of resting. Let me tell you why. Uh, the Spurs take on the Nuggets, who are a six seed. They take on the Wolves, who are the seven seed, trying to get out of that seven seed. They're playing the Warriors, who are only two games above the Mavericks. And they're playing the Mavericks, who are trying to chase the Warriors. I would be very surprised if either the Spurs or Lakers play teams that are resting anybody. So, like, if the Lakers, so say you're right and the Lakers just don't make the playoffs, do you think that's ultimately better for the Lakers in the long run? That this season isn't extended. There's not false hope. Like say they make the plan, right? Mm-hmm. Say they take Phoenix to seven games or even beat Phoenix. Do you think like going into the off season, the front office is kind of, I don't know, misled by that late season run and saying like, Oh, this roster did work. We just weren't healthy. 
Um, I don't think they have a choice. I think that this team is going to be very look very much similar to this team next year. And what I mean by that is it's LeBron, it's AD, and technically you will have Russell Westbrook. Whether, whether you move him or not, that's a different conversation. You will have THT. You will have I, – I don't know if you'll have Kendrick Nunn, but I'm saying like the guys that are signed, I it's going to look and have a similar feel, I think, next year. So if if – let me say this. As much as I think they will make zero noise in the playoffs, I want them to make the playing game. I want them to try and make the playoffs. I really do. So I, regardless of, I mean, can they put lipstick on a pig? Maybe, you know, maybe, but I don't know, man. What about you? What do you think? You think that Rafa can see this and be like, hey, hey, I told you once we're healthy, look, look, look. That's what I worry about. Like accountability is still a, a major thing with this entire organization not just front office like from the head coach to the players everyone needs to be accountable for this season in, in some percentage right and I, I do worry a little bit about them making a run a little bit of a run mm-hmm. and then just going back to oh if we were healthy which right. you know what that is a, a thing they but weren't healthy but... to argue with you to your point wasn't that the argument going into this summer it's true and they still yeah. blew it up. I mean, right? Like how many? I mean, you were one of them. If AD, you said if AD stayed healthy, I think they would have beat the Suns. Yeah. And I think a lot of Laker fans thought that way. And then they still blew it up. Do, do you think there's any, like that last two seasons, even after the championship season, they kind of blew it up mm-hmm. um, with the Dennis shooter uh, trade, bringing Trez, like that? Even this front office doesn't run things back, right? Regardless run- of the outcome. Or run things well. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Do you think there's <laughs> any like benefit to running back at least a majority of this roster just Some from like continuity. continuity? I would say that you're going to probably have a new head coach. Mm-hmm. So I think it's going to get shaken up no matter what. Yeah. I, even if they bring back the roster, you have a new head coach. And it's going to look different. But right. The there's players no are way still Frank, the players. But there's right? no like, way Frank Vogel comes no, I mean, yes, the players are still the players, but like, let's say like just as a, the most stark option I can give you, what if they bring like Mike D'Antoni, who's like a running gun coach, right? Like you never know. I just watched episode four of Winning Time and Jack McKinney came in and like just blew up the Lakers to create the start the showtime thing. Like you never know who you're bringing in. Sure. Like, I don't know. Maybe Magic wants to coach again. <laughs> <laughs> don't laugh. <laughs> Come on, this is Kurt Rand. It, 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 it's it's sad that that's not like a zero percent chance like outcome here. But uh. yeah, I'm glad you bring up the this question though about continuity and championship teams and what to do the next season. Eric Pincus today of Bleacher Report wrote an article called "How LA Lakers Mismanaged Their Way from Champions from Champs to Chumps," Oof. and it is a full on breakdown of what this team was in the bubble. To what this team is now and let me just so it's, it's not that long everybody should go check it out but i do want to read to you he bullet pointed things moves that the lakers have done that are not like they just have completely just gutted this franchise these are the things that have gone out okay these are the assets the players that have left the lakers in 2018 they waived Thomas Bryant and let Julius Randle walk as an unrestricted free agent. In 2019, they traded Svi and a second-round pick. They also traded Zubats and Beasley to the Clippers. 
In 2020, they traded Danny Green in a first-round pick. In, they traded JaVel McGee and a second-round pick. And they also traded Marcus Saul and a second-rounder and $250,000. In 2021, we know they traded Kuzma, KCP, Montrez Harrell, and a first-round pick. And they let Alex Caruso walk for free. Those are all the things that have gone out the door since 2018. This is what they have returned for all the... I'm not telling you. I'm just saying, like, as a whole, this is what they've brought back. Reggie Bullock, Mike Muscala, Dennis Schroeder, Alfonso McKinney, Jordan Bell, and Russell Westbrook. Yeah, it's not good. (laughs) Uh, Um, Kuzma, KCP, Harrell, Danny Green, Zubats, Thomas Bryant, Julius Randle, Alex Caruso, all key players in the NBA on their team. Maybe not key, but every single one of them still playing. All rotation players, right? Right, And and for a team like we just talked about earlier are depending on guys that weren't on teams for the most part. And uh, I just want to repeat the players that have left by, by free will or by trade, Thomas Bryant, Julius Randall, Svee, Zubats, Michael Beasley, Danny Green, JaVale McGee, Marcus Gasol, Kyle Kuzma, KCP, Montrezl Harrell, Alex Caruso. Players that have come in return. Reggie Bullock, Mike Muscala, Dennis Schroeder, Alfonso McKinney, Jordan Bell, and Russell Westbrook. Yeah, and picks. That's Not the other even one just too. the players. Right. They've a total of one second. Three second rounders and two first rounders. And we still owe, on top of that, two first rounders and a swap to the Pelicans. So when, uh, and I think Eric Pink has said it perfectly. When you give up so much to get Anthony Davis, no one's, I don't think anybody's regretting the Anthony Davis trade, by the way. I know I'm not. Got a championship. It was worth it. But when you give up so much, you can't afford to make that many mistakes with your assets. And there's little nuances that he talks about in the article. That's why I think people should go write it, go read about it. Little nuances that they just, I don't know if they have a capologist in the Lakers organization, but they just do things that are just making them miss on little mm-hmm. things here and there that are really putting them in situations that are very, very, very hurtful to them that could be absolutely beneficial to them right now. And it's just, if you go read it from Eric Pincus, it, it, it almost it should infuriate you what this team, what this front office has managed, the way they have managed this organization. Yeah, he mentioned like one of those little nuances was how they handled the TH, THT contract. And I thought that was really telling. And, yeah. uh, and a reason why his trade value is kind of dipped. Like obviously his play hasn't helped, but the actual contract itself, the timing of the contract, just the player things option. around that. Even the player option is like such a big deal. Yeah. Like that's so, what team like executives that he quoted, they're like, and then he has a player option. So if he's not that good, we're stuck with him for an extra year. Uh, the, the Alex Caruso thing about the way they did not sign him or now how they couldn't afford to give Austin Reeves a three-year deal. So now they only have him for two locked in. Like it, there's so many things that Rob Polinka, I'll say Rob Polinka because I don't know who else to blame. He's the GM. He's the president of basketball operations. There's so many little things that he either doesn't know or no one told him or something, but it is bad. It has been bad. And the Lakers are going to be in this predicament again next season. I don't know what, yeah, I don't know what, how this changes unless the front office gets a makeover, which it could happen. There's a lot of noise around like articles like these coming up. People online, obviously being frustrated, fans being frustrated. 
And um, it seems like there's one clear guy or front office doing these things. So it's not good outside of the championship, which is always the goal. They Mm -hmm. won the championship. That's a huge success, but almost everything else around that has been questionable at best. And, and like the, if you list off those names, like you said, like all of those guys would be helpful right now. Like even a half of those guys would, would change this season. I think, you know, I've said this before, but really how many teams would trade? How many teams would love to just win one and then be in the predicament that the Lakers are in. And I get that. And I believe that. I believe that there's a lot of organizations in this team that would do anything to win one championship. But the part that should make you mad as a Laker fan was that a lot of this, of the current situation that we're in, was avoidable. You didn't need to gut your team for the for the players that you gutted. Did we all hate Danny Green? Maybe. I know I did. But did you have to trade him in a first rounder for Dennis Schroeder? No. Like, you know, you could say whatever you want. I'm sure Russ has his, has his fan base, but, and I, and we were all like very critical of Kyle Kuzma and Trez Harold and the way they fit here, but was trading them and a first round pick for Russ, the best option. You know, this is these question marks that like you, we gave away JaVale McGee. They try to replicate him with DeAndre Jordan, just gave him away. You know, Mark Gasol. Traded him and a pick. Like these, these, these mismanagements of assets have been absolutely brutal, brutal, brutal. And it, they, you know they weren't forced decisions; they were just mismanagements. That's what makes it so upset, upsetting. That's why I, I bring back the point I mentioned earlier. Like I really do hope, regardless of the outcome of the season, if they make a run, if they don't make a run, that there's some type of accountability and consequences this off season. They. Everyone can't be back, like from the coaching staff to the front office. Um, there's got to be some changes here because it's it's the trend, like the trajectory is just going down. It's not going up at all. Like I can't outside of the scouting department because all those guys you named, most of them were because of the scouting department. Right. Thomas Bryant, Kuzma, Caruso, Austin Reeves, like everyone in South Bay. Gary Payton uh, the second is in Golden State. He was on the Lakers. Like. All over the league, there's guys the scouting department has found, developed. Like, that's where you should invest in. And yeah. everywhere else, like, it's been... Yeah. Like, I mean, dude, yeah. that's what's so crazy about this is that those types of players that they found and groomed into serviceable NBA players... Let them go. It, that's really difficult to find. That's really difficult to find, to keep finding guys in the second round, to keep finding undrafted free agents. Every year they do this. Right. Right. And they have just absolutely thrown those pieces away. And isn't one of the bus brothers, one of like the main scouts, like Jesse, isn't like the 34 year old, like, I don't know, man. Like if I'm genie it's like, how blind of loyalty are we going to show Rob Palenka? Like, why is his job not in question? Why? Like, I understand that like days wise, it hasn't been that long since they won the championship, but in NBA timeline, it's been forever. And it's been nothing but downhill ever since that championship. And it's been because of the moves that Ron Palinka has made. Now, if you, if you want to call that a fall guy and say, Hey, Kurt had more to do with it or genie approved them all, blah, blah, blah. Still is. He's the GM. He's the president of basketball ops. Like you got, he is, how are his feet not more under fire? And there's also been reports that like outside of just the actual moves he's made, like other GMs just don't like him. Like they don't like working with him. 
And if you're already working from that level of like hatred between your GM, your president of basketball operations with other teams, it just makes it so much harder to make a deal Mm -hmm. because around the league, so much of it is dictated by trust. Like some teams only make deals with other teams or like with other GMs. And if you're already working from that standpoint and you have to kind of overpay sometimes just to get a deal done, like you're already like in a position where you're going to fail. So I, I, I agree. I think they just need to find... If it's not Polinka, at least someone within that front office to kind of help or guide this in a better direction because the way it's going, it's not, it's not going to end up well. Yeah, it's not. So uh, Lakers take on the Mavericks coming up tomorrow. Uh, then they play Utah and New Orleans back-to-back. Then they play Sunday against the Nuggets. And, man, in a span of a, in, dude, in a span of a week, they got – Five games. Good luck. Good luck. Uh, Alex, I don't know when we're going to podcast again because <laughs> Anthony might tell us to do it on Monday next week. But if not, they will will be on here Tuesday, next Tuesday, after they take on the Suns in Phoenix. It might be one of those games where we start podcasting in the third quarter. Who knows? Um, but let's just assume that we do podcast after that game. Five games. Three on the road, two at home. Oof. What do you think? Man, they really need to win. Like, honestly, like you said, every game is important. They got to win all of them. Uh, what, the season, uh, the season could be over by the time we podcast again. Oh, it, absolutely. They could. They, if, in, they could go in zero and five. Yeah, definitely. That that's yeah. one. The, it's it's scary to think about that. But the next time we record, uh, we can already be like, oh, they're done. Yeah, like they're out. Uh, right. The season's over. And uh shit, I sorry, I didn't even realize that's that could be the case, but you're yeah. right. Um wow. So yeah, I, I say they go they win a couple of those games. I say they win two of those games. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, I it's so hard to predict because like what if LeBron's out for three of those games and Anthony Davis doesn't come back until like Sunday against mm-hmm. the Nuggets, you know? Like I mean there's no way AD comes back Thursday and plays Friday again on the back to back. I don't know what this is gonna look like. Maybe they save him for the New Orleans game here at home. I don't know. I don't know. But I would say that just let's say LeBron and let's say LeBron is back and AD is back. I still think that they only win the Pelicans game. And even then, it's a 50 50. Like I have, I have, I just hit me yesterday. They're just not a very good team. It just hit me. And I'm like, I don't trust them to go out there and win a back to back games and then go on a run. I just don't. So sorry if you disagree. I would just say one and four. It's frustrating because, like, like you said last week, we thought they turned a little bit of a corner, and they have been playing better. I think it's they just... did turn that corner, but that corner was think... a dead end. Yeah. No, I think they turned the corner. I just don't think there's a long <laughs> street to go after. There's that, just dude. nothing there. Yeah, it's, a, it it's could, an it alley that with a dumpster at the end, <laughs> and it's on fire. Like, they're trying. I, I don't think it's a right. case of not trying anymore. And I, I think that's why some people are realizing it. Like, us, like, okay, even if they try, that's not – we can't just use that as an excuse anymore. Right. That they're just not trying. It's just right. not good enough. And at the end of the day, if they're trying, it's still Russ and LeBron and pretty much other guys that nobody else wanted. That's, that's kind of that's, – that's the reality, I think, that, that hit us like – okay thank you guys for trying we really appreciate it we can see that there's effort there that you guys didn't quit on the season mm-hmm. but then now like yeah you're right like you're watching you're like oh yeah it's not that good 
it's not that good. So hopefully I'm proven wrong. I would love for nothing more than to come on here after the next five games, Blake. The Lakers won four out of five. They surprised everybody. They've locked into the play-in game. Blah, blah. I would love it, but I don't know if it, that's reality that we're living in. So we will see. We will see. Yeah, I hope the Lakers go and, and you know, slap the schedule the way Will Smith slapped Chris Rock. Just boom, <laughs> let's go. Let's win these games. <laughs> so I had to bring it up at some point, right? Yeah. Everybody's talking about it. So Alex, uh, at Alex M. Regla on Twitter, silverscreenandroll.com. Have you written anything lately, sir? Yeah, I wrote about actually one of those guys we were talking about, Wendy and Gabriel. Mm-hmm. And uh, just his journey to get to the Lakers. He, he's been on four different teams this year, which is insane. And he's been on nine different teams and he's only 25. So he's just one of those guys who I think has, if it was either the scouting department or whoever, that's a nice little find. And as of now, if they make the playoffs, you know, he's not even playoff eligible. Mm-hmm. He wouldn't be able to play in the playoffs given his two-way status. They would have to give him an actual contract. So again, a potential for one of those little nuanced things that the team could maybe possibly just lose winning Gabriel for the playoffs if they don't sign him up. So um, what days does your, does your stuff come out on silverscreenroll.com? I was feel like uh, the like last three... few weeks, it's been coming out on Fridays, but it, okay. it varies. Yeah. Okay. So check that out. Silverscreenroll.com. How Wenyan Gabriel has carved out a role with the Lakers. Uh, check that out. Alex Regla at Alex M Regla on Twitter. I'm Alex Padilla at Alex Padilla 86 on Twitter. This was a uh, felt good to say everything out loud, Alex, everything that we've been thinking. So good luck to the Lakers. Prove me wrong. Please prove me wrong. And uh, hopefully the season's not over by, by, by the time next time we talk, Alex. Hopefully not, man. That was <laughs> a, a real-life reaction for me, realizing <laughs> next time we talk, it could be over. But yeah. Hopefully not. We'll see. All right, Alex. We'll talk to you next week. All right. Thank you, man.